Hi, Kirby. Hi, Sarah. Welcome Welcome to Los Angeles. Today, we're discussing our dreamy press trip to Blackberry Farm, Two-Faced founder Jared Blandino's exit, the latest scandal with Michelle Phan, and a major House Labs update. Plus, a very expensive, but very, very good cream that has soothed my red and irritated skin. Welcome, Glamgelinos! We hope you stay a while. Cute. That's cute. Glams, if you love Los Angeles, be sure to tell a friend about our podcast. And don't forget our hotline. Call us at 424-341-0426. Share with us your product recommendations, guest suggestions, or really anything you want us to know. You can even send us a text. Again, that's 424-341-0426. Write in or call us and you may be featured on a future episode. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Welcome back. We are back in Los Angeles. 24 hours ago, we were on a plane. And then 24 hours before that, we were in Wallen, Tennessee, in the idyllic, beautiful farm called Blackberry Farm with Mary Kay. And it was truly just like such a dream. Nestled in the Smoky Mountains. Did you know that Chrissy Teigen had a show on the cooking channel that was shot at Blackberry Farm? No, I didn't. Yes. I did not. Well, that does not surprise me. Let's just talk about press trips in general. The Mary Kay Blackberry Farm situation, that trip, that's like the trip where you feel like you've made it. It's an honor to be included. Yes. If you're included on this trip, you've made it. I have never been invited before until this year. I've never been invited either. Wait, I thought you went. I've been to Blackberry Mountain with another brand. Okay, okay, okay. Sam Bell's wife, the owner, proprietor of Blackberry Farm, his wife, after Sam sadly passed, started Blackberry Mountain. And that's more their like wellness, modern luxury retreat in the mountains. But that said, I had never been to the farm, had always wanted to be invited. I had the pleasure of sitting next to Regina Pipkin, who is the vice president of marketing and communications at Mary Kay, who has worked at Mary Kay for 20 years, which is incredible. And she was saying how like the brand came to find Blackberry Farm and how they started doing the trips uh, with the editors for like long lead editors and then digital. They would do two separate trips, like one in the spring, one in the fall, ever since 2016. And then obviously they had to take a little break because of covid But she was just saying how they fell in love with the property. They fell in love with, you know, the family behind Blackberry Farm and everything. And they were hoping that like this was something that editors wouldn't get tired of because, you know, other brands like take you to all over the world, different places. But like Mary Kay truly like owns the Blackberry Farm experience. Faith and I were like, no, everyone looks forward to this trip and like hopes that they're invited. Yeah. I mean, I was shooketh to my core when I got the email. So when... We got invited on this trip. I was like interested to see what it was all about because 
especially for editors, it's an education thing. You're going to like learn more about the brand, get FaceTime with people at the brand. So you can kind of understand like, what's the ethos here? What's the innovation here? Like, how do things work? And I received several DMs like, why are you with Mary Kay? What what are you doing with Mary Kay? This just doesn't feel like really on brand for you. Also, it's an MLM. Or like everyone's like, oh, but isn't Mary Kay an MLM? They'll say MLM and then LOL. Yes. Like, no, we're setting the record straight. I feel like some of y'all are like, well, you guys just went on a trip with them. So of course you're going to be like glowing reviews. I'll put it this way. Initially, I was not interested in Mary Kay. I didn't feel like it was a brand for me personally. And we've talked about this on the pod. We've said like, this is like your mom, your grandma, your aunt. It's their brand. It's not something that you hear a lot of your friends talking about. Correct. But I also am borderline obsessed with this eye makeup remover because of Sarah. She told me it was the best. And I was like, whatever. I don't care. I don't really believe you. Nice. (laughs) Shut up, Sarah. (laughs) Never. But I was just like, okay, yeah, yeah, whatever. But then when I like tried it, I'm like, oh, no, this truly is like the best eye makeup remover. And this is coming from a person that just like wears globs of mascara on my face at any given point. Okay. So I was like, okay, they make good products. And then when we were at the farm, we got to hear from Dr. Hines, who she is the head of their research and innovation. And Mary Kay is based in Fort Worth, like Dallas, Fort Worth, Texas. They have all of these labs where they're constantly ideating. They, you know, have their own patents on things. We learned about the launches that are going to be happening all throughout 2022. Some that I'm really eager to try because there are ingredients that I have never seen highlighted in a product before that I think like might actually become popular. Yeah. That are like proprietary to Mary Kay and Dr. Hines like had a integral part in developing them. We learned about like some of the stuff that's out now and I was trying some of these boosters and one of them, it's like, uh, it was resveratrol and Mm -hmm. vitamin C reminds me so much of CE Ferulic in not only the texture, but the way it feels on my skin. And then the way my skin looked almost immediately after applying it, of course, CE Ferulic doesn't include resveratrol, right? That's like the thing that I was comparing it most to in my head. I was like, oh, this reminds me a little bit of the SkinCeuticals. Totally. And I have the price point here. I have the list of like all the products that are launching that we're allowed to talk about. $38 is like... Very affordable. Yes. Compared to CE Ferulic. Yes. Yes. I was using the hyaluronic acid ceramide hydrator oh, yeah. because my skin, like after flying, wearing the mask after discovering that I have rosacea, thanks to Dr. Samulitis. Like I was just like, I need like hydration and I need soothing. And it felt so good on my skin. And like immediately like the redness went down, which I was like very impressed by. So when it comes to the MLM of it all, what did you want to say? The brand has had such longevity and has helped so many women be able to make a living and run their own businesses. Case in point, when we had Daniel Kioy on the podcast last year and he was speaking about his mom being a stay-at-home mom, but like wanting to have your own money or source of income, like Mary Kay has afforded so many women the ability to do that or like as a side hustle. And obviously like people have their views on that business model. But I think after speaking to people who you know, like Daniel was inspired by his mom and her work ethic. Someone messaged me on Instagram and was like, 
I've tried Mary Kay products and I love them, but I just can't support because they are an MLM. And my response was, I totally get it. I think that there are a lot of predatory MLMs out there. For me personally, Mary Kay is going to celebrate 60 years. This is not like LuLaRoe, which yikes. It's not based off of pseudoscience like Beauty Counter or doTERRA. They have actual research and innovation that goes into all of their products, whether it be skincare and makeup. Now, am I promoting that you should go out and be an independent beauty consultant with Mary Kay? No, I'm not advocating for that. But what I am saying is if you do know someone who is an IBC, who you are curious about Mary Kay, perhaps do try the products because they are good. And furthermore, you can order online. And instead of like having to go to like, you know, kind of like the old school parties where right. you get your makeup done. Like when I was yeah, in college, yeah, I'd go to the makeup party and then be like, hey, want to buy product? I'm like, I'm in college. Yeah. I, I can't purchase right. these things. Sorry. You can go online and order like if you want to order the eye makeup remover, they will assign an IBC in your community, like in your general area. And then that person will ship you the product. Oh, that's great to know. I didn't know that, Kirby. That's really helpful to know. I also want to mention that Unlike MLMs that Kirby mentioned, they have a huge charitable aspect to their company. They have the Mary Kay Ash Foundation, which has contributed more than $80 million to organizations that fund research for cancer, affecting women, ending domestic violence, and other gender-based violence against women and girls. So like, I just have so much respect for the company, for Mary Kay Ash for all of the incredible women that we got to meet who have worked for the company for literal decades. And then also super excited about some of their launches, like Kirby mentioned, the boosters. Yeah, I'm curious. Have y'all tried any Mary Kay products or like, what do you think about Mary Kay? I would I would love to know. I feel like it's really not our Glamgelino demo, but I know that we do have like some 50 plus listeners who we absolutely love, who probably, I mean, I don't know, maybe they like partook in being an IBC at one point. I don't know. Would love to hear. Now it's time for what's on your face. Okay. I already mentioned this product, but I didn't get to like dive into how much I love this product. I was reminded that I wanted to talk about it. Well, one, because we were on a break and not talking about our wife's. But also I was on Instagram last night and I saw our friend Robin Black, which uh, is the genius behind Beauty is Boring, post on her Instagram about this product. I replied to her and I was like, co-sign 100%. So my what's on my face lately is the Augustinus Botter Ultimate Soothing Cream. And I want to bring this up because we briefly talked about, you know, going to see Dr. Sam and then being diagnosed with a rosacea, which like blew my mind because I was like, how did I not know this for like years? I've had like redness on my cheeks and I just didn't think that I as like an Asian woman had rosacea, but like turns out, yes. So Robin Black posted on her Instagram. She said, I have rosacea that is often irritated by weather extremes and my irresponsible lifestyle. After a week of using the ultimate soothing cream, my usual bright red cheeks are calmed, hydrated, and extremely soft. And I was, you know, talking to Kirby about how lately when I wear my mask anywhere for like really long periods of time, which I'm sure everyone also is like their skin freaks out. And we were on this super long flight to Tennessee 
And again, my skin was freaking out. And so I put on, I like slathered on the ultimate soothing cream. And sure enough, like the next day, the redness was gone. The texture was a lot smoother. So I had been using the ultimate soothing cream before Dr. Sam prescribed me the treatment, which I have now been incorporating in my skincare routine. So what she prescribed me was the azelaic acid, metronidazole. Metronidazole? Yeah. And then ivermectin. Oh, ivermectin. <laughs> we got our little MAGA over here yeah. wearing our yeah. ivermectin. <laughs> To like kill the little skin mites. When Dr. Sam said that, I was just like, ew. I'm triggered right now. You're talking about mites on the skin. I know. So anyways, I'm using that now. But before she prescribed this, I was using the ultimate soothing cream. And I mean, I know that I'll need this treatment long term from Dr. Sam, but the soothing cream was really doing it for me. It's really expensive, as are all of Augustinus Botter's products. It's $280. Can I see how big that, because I don't have this product, so I have no idea what it even looks like. It's 50 milliliters. It's not big, but it's like what you would expect from like a jar of cream. You know how like the rich cream, we were talking, we talk about this all the time. It's not that rich. It's not a cream. It is a lotion. That is a effing lotion. We need to talk to them about like their branding of that. I'm like, this is not a cream. Sorry. Right. Like when you think of the rich cream, you actually think of this texture of the soothing cream. Like it is extremely rich, which is why I love it so much. I don't usually use it in the morning unless my skin is like irritated. I'll use it at night. I actually was using it like before the plane, like as a layer of protection between me and the and my mask. It's got their proprietary TFC8. We don't know what exactly it is, but it helps with the, with the fine lines and the hydration and hyperpigmentation. It's also got Totorol, which is derived from ancient New Zealand heartwood. It's like an antibacterial antioxidant. Like, okay, great. Sounds great. It's got niacinamide in it. It's got shea butter in it. It's just such a delicious cream. And I felt like very validated when Robin Black posted about it. So I thought I'd share with any of you all who have rosacea or any sort of like irritation on your skin, dry skin, and you've got some cash to burn. (laughs) You're ready to spend and you're going to go straight to the soothing cream. But really, like anytime I use Augustine's Body Project, I get like, I'm like, God damn that these products are so good. Like my skin really, for me personally, like responds super well to it. Same. The rich cream is always going to be like my OG. That was one of the first products. It was in our very first episode. It was one of my top five favorite products. Oh my God. We need to repost that episode so people can hear the OGs. If you know, you know, and you knew, Kirby. You know. Let's get into some news. When you messaged me about this, Kirby, I was not going to lie. I was cackling. Okay. So I texted Sarah and I go, can we please talk about Michelle Fawn? And she's like, what? The sex cult? And I'm like, no, something else. So at one point, people thought that Michelle Fawn was like in a sex cult or like advocating for a sex cult. It's really complicated. It's really complicated. Let's just put it that way. I was on Reddit in subreddits and I I don't even know how to use Reddit. And then I was like, what is going on? 
So she actually had to like say something in a comment like I am not in a sex cult and I'm not like bringing people into a sex cult. I was just like, this is where we are in 2022, where like one of the biggest beauty YouTubers, like OG YouTubers has to like make a public statement about this. We've had Michelle on the podcast. And while I think she's definitely like a creative genius, I also think when you're a creative genius, you do go off the deep end sometimes. Like, listen, we talk Elon Musk, a very smart man. He's crazy. Kanye West, like musical genius, very concerned about for many reasons about Kanye West. Okay. A genius, but yes. So (laughs) this headline from Rolling Stone actually like made me LOL. And I'm like, when Rolling Stone is covering beauty YouTubers, that's when you know, like this has hit mainstream. Okay. So it says a top YouTube beauty guru has an ugly history of peddling pseudoscience bullshit. And honestly, when I read this headline, I knew exactly what this article was going to talk about because I used to like use this as an example of why you shouldn't always trust what beauty do YouTubers say. Okay. So it says Michelle Fawn recently posted about a man in a wheelchair who was healed by the power of thought, but her journey into misinformation began a long time ago. Sarah, did you see any of this happening as it was happening? No. We're getting into the weird shit now. This was in 2019? No, this happened literally right now. Oh, you mean this one, this one, sorry. No, no, that's why I was like cackling this morning. So y'all know Michelle, okay? She went on a hiatus in 2015, then she returned in 2019. She She's just known for her like extremely soothing voice. She does these very calming beauty tutorials and like, you know, she did uh, some amazing transformations in her day. But she was posting on Instagram stories recently about a spiritual retreat that she attended in San Diego. And she said, quote, I can't even begin to articulate how incredibly life-changing today was. I'm still processing all the miracles I witnessed and the miracle I became today, she wrote, saying she had felt the power of, quote unquote, divine love through intentional. Okay, and this is the funniest part. She meant to say meditation, but throughout the entire post, she spells it mediation. So it's like through intentional mediation with breath work. And then she went on to say that she saw angels. And then this is the kicker that she healed a man who had been in a wheelchair for years. And then she goes, he's not only walking now, but dancing with joy. Okay, I'm literally just imagining her going to this retreat where this, you know, pseudoscience peddler finds a man, pays him $500 and says, pretend you're paraplegic and like can't walk. And then like when somebody comes up to you and like we do this mind, (laughs) this mind game thing, get up and start dancing like like you've been healed. Like this is what I'm imagining in my head. So apparently she attended this retreat. She would only get four hours of sleep a day. She'd wake up at 3 a.m. and meditate, not mediate, for five hours straight without any bathroom breaks. And then She would do this thing at 4 a.m. called body electric meditation. And then she like said this thing where she was just like, I am the universe experiencing itself and I feel love because I am love. Okay, so like obviously everyone's like, what the fuck are you talking about? I am concerned for you. You are going through extreme sleep deprivation. You're saying you literally healed a man like you're Jesus Christ. Okay, are there like mushrooms or psychedelics involved that's what people are wondering they're like are you on drugs basically and then she clarified and said that she attended this retreat which was two thousand dollars and 
the whole thing says that it's a new model of consciousness to discover the signs and shifts that demonstrate your successful connection to the quantum field. I'm like, okay, Wanda from fucking WandaVision. Like, what are we doing here? Like, you are you actually on drugs? Like, just tell us. So the retreat was hosted by Dr. Joe Dispenza, who is an influencer, okay? Immediately, if you're, an, if you're a doctor that has over a million followers, I'm out. I'm sorry. You are peddling some type of misinformation. No doctor should have over a million followers. It's immediately sus to me. You're like, you You should be busy, like, taking care of people in real life. Yes. Unless you're retired, I do not want to see you on Instagram making content. What about, like, Dr. Sanjay Gupta from CNN? He's different. <laughs> He's the exception, not the rule, okay? No, here's what it is. If you are calling yourself an influencer. Yes. Like, you're a doctor and an influencer. That's where you're like, meh, meh. Okay, so it says that he apparently is a, quote, New York Times bestselling author, which is funny because Rolling Stone is like, he touts himself as such. So we don't know if that's actually true. I love a self-proclamation. Yeah, that's like when like Jamie Lynn Spears said that she was like a bestselling author. And we're like, on what universe? <laughs> Amazon.com, like Christian literature? What are you talking about? It's like world's best coffee. The, the equivalent of that. Or like... I'm so kind and generous. Those are my best traits. Bitch, you can't call yourself that. Okay, yeah. so yeah. this man allegedly is a researcher of epigenetics, quantum physics, and neuroscience. He espouses various breathing exercises and meditations in order to, quote, connect to the quantum field and synchronize your energy with its vibration. Okay, so get this. This man is not a neuroscientist, like, in the slightest. He is a chiropractor, okay, who is licensed by a school that lost its accreditation in 2022 for subpar teaching methods. Subpar teaching methods. This is all in the Rolling Stone article. I'm not effing kidding you. He, he previously was the in-house chiropractor and master teacher for Ramtha's School of Enlightenment, led by Jay-Z Knight, a spiritual leader who has claimed to be a clairvoyant and telepathic and has also claimed to channel the ancient 35,000-year-old Lemurian warrior Ramtha. Ramtha has attracted attention from none other than the Southern Poverty Law Center for espousing homophobic and anti-Semitic views. Okay, so there's like so much to unpack here, but basically he claims that he healed himself. Oh, yes. Love this healed himself after a cycling accident in the 1980s that promotes the idea that one can cure any illness through the power of thought, touting on his website how his teachings have cured paralyzed people and people with terminal cancer. So this man is curing cancer, but like we can't find a cure for cancer through modern medicine, but I can just think myself out of terminal cancer. Great. This is good to know. Wild. In his workshops, he's also told women who struggle with infertility that they can get pregnant by tuning into positive energy. All right, I'm I'm done. We're done with this. Thank you, doctor. I will tune my positive energy into having a child in the future. These teachings have reportedly led to material harm to ailing people, according to a woman interviewed for this show called Conspirituality. Conspirituality, what a great franchise name, by the way. 
No, it's really, really good. So the reason why I'm like telling you all this is because this information was from this journalist, Derek Beres. He's a journalist and he's the co-host of Conspirituality, which I'm fully, fully going to start listening to this. I had no idea it existed. We need to have him on. Yes, 100%. So this one woman said that she was interviewed for Conspirituality, who said her husband died allegedly of pancreatic cancer at the age of 45 at one point contemplating stopping chemotherapy due to his belief that dispenses meditation tactics could be more effective. So like he's causing actual harm to people. (sighs) This is a little upsetting. No, it's really upsetting. And like, this is insane. Dispenses Instagram followers include influencers, influencers. Russell Brand is an actor. Anti-vax promoter Kelly Brogan, soprano star Jamie Lynn Sigler. I expected more of you, Jamie Lynn. Jamie Lynn's, we need to get Jamie Lynn's together. Don't name your kids Jamie Lynn. Not naming future children Jamie Lynn, sorry. No, Jamie Lynn is off the table now. Inventing Anna star Laverne Cox. Laverne, girl, come on. Maybe she doesn't know that he's like actually like a weirdo. For, I want to give her the benefit of the doubt. Oh, and the... uh the cherry on top is Victoria's Secret model and anti-vaxxer dotes and crows. So like, okay, clearly Michelle Fawn is going through something where she is needing to, you know, go to a retreat and find herself. Obviously, we support the idea of meditation, taking a break, going on a retreat. But this is this is too much. And someone needs to check on Michelle Fawn. Well, you know, it's interesting to me, you know how I always talk about like, what is it with like rich white women being obsessed with clean and like being pure Mm -hmm. and being natural and not putting any chemicals in their body and like basically trying to live to like the highest standard of like wellness. Like it's always these like very rich white women that have kind of like overtaken that type of, of like the category itself Mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. we're gonna go on our friend amanda montel's podcast sounds like a cult and we're talking about a very specific topic that's kind of in line with this this reminds me a lot of like michelle has done everything that there is to do in the beauty space she's been a massive influencer she's gotten millions of views she's done every tutorial and by the way, y'all, I know that Michelle's not white. I just want to make sure that y'all like know that I know that she's not white. <laughs> I'm very aware of that. And then she created her own beauty brand. And now she's a beauty brand founder. And when she was even on the show, she was like really into crypto. Like she was like talking to us about like crypto or something. And like Sarah and I are like, okay, like good story, bro. No idea what you're talking about, but like have fun with that. Like I think she's reached a level where like she is seeking a different type of nirvana that like since she's already achieved everything else like what could be next and and this like I'm like scared of her because like she was the example I would use when I'm like you can't trust what people tell you to do on the internet for instance she's the one that told people to use unused cat litter with lemon juice as an exfoliant that was her back in the early aughts, early 2010s. She would say that she saw two men eating chicken and rice as a sign from God that saved her from being murdered by a homeless man. It's so weird. Like, and this is like lore. This is like, people talk about this to this day when you like, you talk about Michelle Fawn, like some of the most insane things that she has said. This is a sad, Kirby. 
It is. And then in February 2020, when the pandemic was happening, she posted a photo of her essential oil burner on Instagram with the caption, our first point of contact for viruses is our nose. If you are burning antiviral essential oils around you, this will kill off the virus before it enters your system. Tea tree, lavender, clove bud, lemon, Revensara, and eucalyptus. And literally like Dr. Lee, Dr. Sandra Lee, Dr. Pimple Popper, she pointed out on Twitter that essential oils cannot prevent transmission of viruses. And like Michelle apologized, but then doubled down on it and said, I used to be a skeptic until my limited options led me to giving alternative medicine a try. The moral of the story isn't to discredit modern medicine, science, or any industries. The point I'm making is we don't know everything. In the name of science, we should always question everything. Honestly, I'm going to stop there. Anyways, I am worried about Michelle Fawn. I honestly feel like this is getting into like cult leader status. Like this is like getting weird. But the weird thing is, is I don't think her followers are actually following her cult. I think they're like, something is actually wrong with you. Seek help. Yeah. Meanwhile, like M Cosmetics continues to have new launches that are great and like wonderful products. So maybe she needs to take a step away from a moment. Well, it's like separating the art from the artist. You know what I mean? Like, I know there's lots of thoughts on that, but I feel like it's like, you know, it's like if you like M Cosmetics, like, do you can you separate the art from the artist? I want to know. Can y'all separate the art from the artist? I hope Michelle is okay. Yeah. Let's end with that. Sarah's like, please get me out of this topic. I'm begging you. I can't think about it anymore. I'm Homer Simpson meme. (laughs) Like, I'm backing away into the bushes. I would like to be excused from this story, this narrative. If you've been healed by Michelle Fawn, call the hotline. (laughs) Okay, this just in, breaking news. This is actually really crazy. Jared Blandino, founder of Too Faced, is leaving the company. Yes, he and Jeremy, his partner, both in the company and in life, they are leaving Too Faced. And I'm a little shocked. I guess I shouldn't be surprised. Too Faced sold to Estee Lauder companies uh, over five years ago. We talk about that epic celebration all the time. (laughs) Yes. Besides It Cosmetics, I think like the hugest, like largest acquisition, it was over a billion dollars, right? Mm Mm-hmm. It was crazy. And it was at the height of Instagram makeup when Too Faced was just owned that space, like better than Sussex Mascara, the Sweet Peach. Yeah, I do love the Sweet Peach palette. Yes. Like top three eyeshadow palettes ever. They're just such a successful, successful company. All thanks to, like Kirby said, Jared and his husband, Jeremy. They started it 24 years ago. Yes. I mean, they were working in like a mall selling their products, essentially. So they've built so much. I don't know what to think. I just feel like we're going to start to see this. It's like a lot of exits from people who created these companies and end up selling. Wendy Zomner, for those of you that may not know, is no longer affiliated with Urban Decay. She left the company. Which is also interesting because she didn't like record any sort of official farewell. It was a very quiet exit that Kirby and I actually only found out recently through like conversations with current Urban Decay. People at Urban. So it's nice that Jared is able to sort of like say goodbye, say his goodbyes, kind of control that narrative, you know? Yeah, I felt like he was very transparent about what was going on. I did not expect that. But basically, 
He posted a, a couple minute video on his Instagram. Y'all can go watch it. It's at Jared Blandino on Instagram. But he said, you know, when they were acquired by Estee Lauder companies, they had never worked in such a corporate environment before. I mean, imagine, like imagine running your own company for so long and then being bought out by a major corporation and then no longer being able to control it in the or run it the way that you were used to doing it. Like to anyone, that would be like a shock, right? Yes. And I feel like because of how corporate works, you're not able to execute quickly. There's too many cooks in the kitchen. So much red tape, so many people approving, so many layers and levels, I should say. Jared basically said in so many words that they felt restricted. They felt they couldn't be as creative as they would like to be and that they are not done. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So we know that like Typically, when you sell your company to a brand, you sign some sort of contract for like five years. In that period, you cannot start your own competing brand like in the category. So this would be, you know, obviously cosmetics, probably skincare as well. Maybe that had to do with her quiet, sudden exit, right? I mean, that would be breach of contract if she did sign something like that. So like, would you get forced out or would you be penalized financially in some way? I don't think she would do anything that could potentially jeopardize Callie Ray. No. You know what I'm saying? That's why I'm like, how does this work? Does anybody have intel call the hotline? Years ago when I interviewed Tony Co, like a few years after she sold NYX Cosmetics and she started Eyewear Brand. And one of the questions I asked being like a, you know, new to the space, I was like, why didn't you start a beauty brand? And she went into, you know, the legal issues and how she contractually could not, you know, start a beauty brand. But sure enough, when the five years finished, she launched, you know, her own little incubator brand. So I'm curious, obviously every, it's like a case by case, I'm sure, wondering because it's been almost five years since Too Faced was acquired by Estee Lauder, there already is a brand in the making, sort of like similar to the Cali Ray experience, not experience, the Cali Ray situation, I should say. The Cali Ray experience. It sounds like a, it sounds like a <laughs> desert drug trip. Sign me up. Hey, I feel like Wendy would be into that. Honestly, let's go do mushrooms in the desert. So it reminds me a lot of Bobby Brown mm -hmm. too. When Bobby Brown left her namesake company, she did have one of those contracts in place. She went into wellness a little bit and we were all like super confused by it, but she couldn't start another makeup brand because of that contract. Now, obviously, Jones Road is here. The five years of up. So I am really eager to see if maybe they're leaving since it has been a little over five years since they were acquired. If like that's their out, they're like, well, We've been here. We've done it. We haven't started anything. We're moving out and going to figure out what else is, is available to us. I don't know. I guess when you're that creative and you're an entrepreneur and you have that entrepreneurial spirit and you just want to like keep creating. But for me, I'm like, would I just go buy a small island with the money that I made from selling my company and just live my best life retired? And I agree with you. Should I just be retired and go live my life? Too Faced wasn't sold for a billion. It was It Cosmetics. And Jamie Kern Lima sold it for 1.2 billion cash. No, but Too Faced was pretty major too, was it not? Okay, we weren't wrong. They sold to Estee Lauder for 1.45 billion. Okay, so then back to my story. If you had sold... <laughs> 
your company for 1.45 million, would you billion, would you start your own another company or would you just retire? Well, think about it. So they have nothing to lose at this point. No, totally. So they're kind of like, I have the entrepreneurial bug. This is in my veins. I'm, I've am i been bored as fuck because I can't do anything for like, since I've sold this company. Obviously, I'm good at it. Yes, I'm clearly very good. I have ideas. Like these are literally innovators of our time. Like the Wendy Zomners, the Jamie Kern Limas, the Jared Blandinos. Tony, Tony Co. Tony Coe's. Like these are innovators of our time. So like Bobby Brown, obviously, like, why not? Well, I'm very like, I feel like when I think of Two-Face, I think when all of us, especially, you know, beauty editors who have had the chance to spend time with Jared, who is like such a character, like just so much fun, knows how to throw a fabulous party, you know, being able to like visit the Two-Face headquarters in Orange County and everything is pink. And there's like a conference room named after Madonna and like Britney Spears, like just so much fun. Their dog Clover is like on every package. There's like a Clover line. Yeah, I'd yeah. be doing the same thing. I'd be like, let's get my dog involved, please. Sad to see them go, but excited to see uh, what they have in store for us. You know what? I actually, this makes me wonder if Jamie Kern Lima is going to launch something soon because it's been five years since she sold to L'Oreal. Or if she is just like, I'm happy being neighbors with Oprah. Yes, yeah, she's like, my compound in Santa Barbara is fine. I'm living my life. I've, I've done, done my piece. So Living Proof, which is a fave of everyone's, a fave of Kirby and mine, has announced their partnership with Lily Collins, a.k.a. Emily in Paris. She's so delightful. My fave show. I love her. She's so cute. People can hate on her and can hate on her acting skills and can hate on Emily in Paris. But you know what? She is a delight. I'm sorry. When people hate on acting skills, I'm just like, one of my favorite things to see people tweet is my, my flaw is thinking like I could win an Oscar. I'm like, I know that is your flaw. Cause you can't, you really can't like you think that you could do acting because these people that act make it look so easy. I know that acting is so effing hard. I don't even like I wish I could be an actor. That would be my dream, but I'm not good at it. So I can't I can't do it. No. And Emily in Paris, while there were some things first season that I was like, what the hell are you doing here? I thought she was effing delightful. It was a Darren Star moment, like just easy to watch. We needed it. We needed it during these pandemic years. Like Give me all of it. Give me the cheesy storylines, the beautiful outfits, the hot chef. The hot chef. The major alert. Like that man. Ashley Park is so amazing. Would love to have her on the pod. Oh my God. I've loved her since she was in Mean... She was the original Gretchen on Broadway for Mean Girls. Oh, she's so talented. I did not know that. I did not know that. Listen to the Mean Girls on Broadway soundtrack. She plays Gretchen Wieners and it's truly one of the best plays of all time. Okay, keep going. This was just me saying that she's the new ambassador and that we want to get her on the pod to talk about. Well, also, aside from that, like she has incredible hair. Gregory Russell is her hairstylist and he's incredible as well. And every look that he does on her using these living proof, pro like I save it on my Instagram. It's on my saved page. So yeah, let's get her on the pod. Lest we forget, her father is literally Phil Collins. Phil, Phil Collins. So many people do not know that or like forget, like you said. 
like when people don't know that, I'm like, that is literally my favorite fact about her. Like Phil Collins is one of my absolute like top five favorite musicians of all time. The fact that that's her father, she was like born into greatness. I'm just telling you right now. Also, they're making a movie about Audrey Hepburn and Rooney Mara. They cast as Audrey Hepburn, which Rooney Mara is an incredible actress and, and also beautiful. But I'm like, Lily Collins looks so much like Audrey Hepburn. And that is like one of the reasons why I love her is because I love Audrey Hepburn so much. And I just wanted to say that. I feel like she has more charisma than Rooney. She does. And so I'm wondering if I'm wondering if this is going to be like a dark Audrey Hepburn movie, which, OK, I'll take it. But yeah, so they are partnering together. Sadly, Kirby and I, we because we were in Tennessee, we missed the launch event, but hoping that we get another chance at meeting her and talking to her about her hair. OK, we're going to cap things off with a House Labs update. Last week, we talked about like the weird stuff happening on Instagram, Twitter, all of that, TikTok with House Labs. Something was afoot. I speculated that it was skincare. I can confirm it is absolutely not skincare. So I was 100% wrong. I will take the L. It's not skincare. We can't be right all the time, okay? Listen, I thought I had a really good, like, theory. No, the argument was there. It was a solid thought, Kirby. So, yes. And they've been posting photos and stuff on their Instagram. It's like very vivid colors. Like it actually kind of looks like what I thought House Labs was supposed to look like when they launched. When House Labs launched, I honestly think that it mimicked Pat McGrath Labs a little too much, like in name and like the black packaging and stuff. And it just was not what I was expecting from Lady Gaga. This feels lighter, brighter, fun. It feels more fresh and gaga. We haven't seen any packaging yet, but okay, here's the news. This is the news. Okay. By Amazon. Hello, Sephora. They're coming to Sephora and Sephora.com later this month in May, but that's what was announced on Sunday at their big announcement that they said that they were going to have on Mother's Day. This is a cosmetics line. So there's going to be new products in the makeup category. And it is a quote unquote Sephora clean brand. So I think their whole thing is that they are like talking about how they're going to present these vivid pigments and like artistic type products all with a clean spin. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm actually really curious to see if they can pull that off because it is very, very hard to formulate brights and vivids that actually have color payoff. That also work on all skin tones. Yes. And are quote unquote clean. I don't know if they're going to be able to pull it off. I hope so. But I'm very curious to see how it goes. I have a lot of hope in Sarah Tano because she is one talented makeup artist and she is also still the creative behind this, correct? Yes. If anyone can make it happen, I'm praying to God it's Sarah Tano. So we'll have more information on what you can expect and, you know, the launch and everything later this month. Again, Go to Amazon while you can and pick up your House Labs products that you love, like your eyeliner, lip products, all of it, because I have a feeling the lip liners so good. Yeah, I think those are all like, I don't know for sure, but I think those are all like permanently going away and there's going to be something new coming into it, especially if the formulations are changing to be clean. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Exciting. Great job. My favorite investigative beauty journalist, Kirby Johnson. Please thank the PR person that gave me this intel. 
<laughs> Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Thank you, everyone, for listening this week. We will be back on Friday with another great guest interview. Make sure you subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts and follow us on Spotify so you don't miss any breaking beauty news or product reviews. And if you want to support us, be sure to follow us at Gloss Angeles Pod on all platforms and join our Facebook group. Plus, find every product we recommend on our website, glossangelespod.com, as well as links to the stories and news we report each week. You can follow us, your hosts, I'm Sarah Tan, that's S-A-R-A-T-A-N, on all social platforms. And I'm Kirby Johnson, K-I-R-B-I-E, on all social platforms. Los Angeles was created by us, Kirby Johnson, and Sarah Tan. It's part of the ACAST network and licensed by Vice Media Group.